June 2005. It's been a month since the Inbringer pulled Newfoundland beneath the waves, and the world is still reeling. A lot of good people died. A lot of good capes, heroes. A lot of villains died, too. Some places are more sensitive to shocks than others, and this town was always a big one for the dramatic. Folks around here feed on chaos. It's a feast of famine kind of city. The thinkers and strangers, the masterminds and con artists are scheming round the clock in this city that never sleeps. Feeling lucky? I've got a thinker friend tells me the tables are hot today. Why don't you come along? Meet some of my friends. Hope you've got strong nerves, though. If you've got a weakness, Las Vegas will punish you for it. My pappy always used to say to me, Son, always take a good look at what you're about to eat. It ain't so important to know what it is, but it sure is crucial to know what it was. At the time, this particular metaphor was somewhat lost on me. But I think I get it now. One evening when I was 16, after a day's work roofing houses with my pa, we sat down at the dinner table for our usual family meal. We said grace, and mama brought us our dinner like she always did. But this weren't no ordinary dinner. When Pappy took the cover off the casserole dish, what did befall my poor eyes and nostrils but a platter of steamed, disgusting broccoli? I almost threw up right then and there. I said, Pa, I dropped out of school to shingle roofs, just like you asked me to. I wake up early, get my chores done, say my prayers, and go to church every Sunday. I even stopped reading them hoary patter books when you told me they was childish. I'll do anything you ask. But please, Pa, don't ask me to eat this broccoli. My pappy looked me square in the eyes and said, No son of mine is going to refuse his supper at my dinner table. You eat that broccoli, and you best consider yourself lucky for having the opportunity to do so. I took my fork in my trembling hand, stabbed a stalk of that vile vegetable that lay before me, and brought it close to my mouth. And that's when I triggered. Fuck broccoli. It was a foregone conclusion, until it wasn't. Plans had been made. Schools visited, mentors vetted, coaches schmoozed. The school didn't matter so long as it had a certain quality, as long as it was one of those. Valedictorian. It wasn't arrogance. That implies that this was about emotions. This wasn't emotional. This had been calculated 18 years in advance, and the results were simply wrong. Prom king. It sounds like arrogance, doesn't it? You smile internally. Arrogant little brat, isn't he? Overconfident. Cocksure. You misunderstand me. My application is perfect. It has been workshopped. Identical test candidates with regionally consistent anonymized credentials always received six offers. One outlier in 10,000 received four. Five percent are accepted everywhere. Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Stanford. No. Statistical noise. Expected even. They get ten times the number of qualified applicants. It's within the margins. 
hell to get more valedictorians applying than their refreshment slots. MIT, Caltech, Oxford, Cambridge. No. Not even a waitlist. Odd, but I could deal. Boston was horrible in the winter. Caltech was too quirky. Going international was a pain. Statistically? Dubious, but still within the margins. Brown, Cornell, Dartmouth, Columbia. No. So there was a mistake, right? SATs got lost in the mail. College board forgot to send AP scores. Rec letters misplaced. A joke, right? Haha, <laughs> gotcha, Chad. Had you going there for a second. All-state athlete. Math club. Science club. Debate club. Drama club. Key club. I started calling people. Recruiters. Contacts. Coaches. Friends of recruiters. Alums. Friends of friends. It was a tough year. Of course you're a great candidate. Only so many spots. National Merit Scholar. Trophies and medals. Voted most likely to succeed. Model UN. Volunteering. More volunteering. Picking up people's trash. Hammering on people's houses. Smiling for the camera. Smile chat, I'll go on the blog. Gotta insta this. Gotta tweet it. Gotta volunteer. Gotta be seen. Gotta be seen playing the game. You have to win, Chad. You already won, Chad. Held the slim envelope in my hand. University of Pennsylvania letterhead. The safety school. Part of me didn't even need to open the letter. It wasn't big enough. Same size as all the rest. We received an outstanding number of applications this year from all 50 states. 15% increase over last year. Terror became something else. Some all-encompassing fractal blackness. A dream dancing on the edge of my sight. When I could see again, the letter was gone. Get this. It's like Tuesday morning between classes, and Justin and Eric come running up to my locker. They're nearly jumping up and down with excitement, laughing like morons while trying to talk over each other. These guys. It took like five minutes to get them to shut up long enough to figure out what they were after. Turns out, they had an idea to play a prank on Jonathan Logan at prom. Justin and me are some of my best friends, but they're pretty fucking dumb. Not that the idea itself wasn't a good one, but their plans are so damn stupid. Here's what these geniuses came up with. First, have my girl Shelly ask Jonathan to go to prom with him. Then, rig the king and queen election to make sure he wins. Then when he's standing up on stage, dump some blood on him or something? What? First off, Shelly was going to go to prom with me, not that little shit. Second, I'm definitely not going to get laid if my girlfriend has bloodstains all over her dress. Also, hello, where the fuck are we going to get the blood? Run around a cape battle holding out on a, out a bucket? Morons. But like I said, the idea was good. Jonathan Logan was an annoying piece of shit. He was a nerd, no question. But not one of those quiet ones that you can just bully a couple of times until they go away. He had this annoying sense of confidence. You know how they say once you get out of high school, the nerdy kids will be the ones ruling the world? It's like this kid actually believed it. Plus, and don't tell anyone I told you this, I was pretty sure his dad was a cape. And the little shit thought it made him better than the rest of us. Looking back, that probably should have turned me off of messing with him, but hindsight's 30-30, right? Plus, once Justin and E got the idea in my head, it wouldn't leave. I dreamed about it. We were going to mess with Jonathan, all right. But I had a way better idea than blood. Poop. <laughs> a couple summers ago, my mom got, like, mad constipated. She had to go to the emergency room or something, and they gave her this little bottle of stuff that just completely opened her up. You wouldn't believe the sounds we heard in the house that night. Anyway, my plan was pretty simple. 
spike his drink and watch him shit himself on the dance floor in front of the whole school. Everyone laughs. I win. Fast forward to prom night. I've got the stuff all ready to go. We snuck some booze in too, because why not? Shelly is looking fine as hell. We're going to do it in the back of my Volvo in like two hours. Pant shitting nerds, booze, and sex all in one night. Boom. Life was great. So Justin and Eric distract Jonathan while I slip the stuff into his drink. It goes off perfectly. We walk off, toast each other on our brilliance, and get in a good spot to watch the fireworks. When my mom took the stuff, the doctor said it should take about five minutes to really kick in. And once it does, you better be on the toilet. Perfect. Four minutes go by. Five. Six. Nothing. What the fuck? Maybe I got the wrong bottle. Maybe the stuff is bunk. Oh, we were so pissed off. And then Sally swoops in and says they're playing our song. Let's dance. I can't say no to her. It was about 30 seconds into the dance before I realized something was wrong. I thought it was just nerves from the prank, but the knots in my stomach were getting tighter. I did not feel good. I looked over at Justin and Eric and they didn't look so good either. And then as we spin around, I see him. Jonathan. He's staring right at me. Smirking. That's when my ass blows. I don't remember much of what happened after that. I was on the ground. It was everywhere. And it stank. Everyone was laughing, even Shelly. Beautiful Shelly, laughing and pointing. Well, almost everyone. Not Jonathan. He was just staring at me still. Smirking. And then I guess I triggered. We should have gone with the damn blood bucket.